Welcome to an audio teaching from Windsor Park Baptist Church in Auckland, New Zealand. If you would like to look at the message notes or see some questions for reflection that take their lead from today's teaching, head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz and head to the online tab where you'll see services and series and you can download different resources from there. Thanks for joining us and we hope you're encouraged by today's teaching. Kia ora everybody. If you listened to me speaking last week from our kitchen at home, you would have heard that my voice was a little bit different from normal, a little bit different from what it is right now. Like many of you, I was sick and in home isolation as Omicron worked its way through me and through our household. It wasn't pleasant and it actually took its time. I needed to stay at home for two weeks in the end. Fortunately, the worst of it is now over and Joe and I were able to get out of the house this past week and enjoy catching up with some friends down at one of our local cafes over a drink and naturally, fries. You always have to have fries when you go out, right? I'm a fry guy. (laughs) Well, like many or probably most of you, we always enjoy catching up with those who are close to us, just chatting about life, our kids, solving all the problems of the world, or acknowledging that solving the problems of the world are really difficult, some of them particularly today. A lot of relational capital is built by just hanging out. This is true in our relationships with each other, and it is equally true in our relationship with Jesus. Last week, I introduced a series we're working through for the next few months. It's called Reset, Following Jesus in the New Normal. We're encouraging you to reset your relationship with Jesus as we start to come out of what has been a a difficult time over the last couple of years and in particular over the last six months. Last week, I talked about the three aspects to this reset that we'll be focusing on as I introduced the language of becoming an apprentice to Jesus, something that the Bible talks significantly about By using the language of discipleship, we're kind of replacing discipleship with apprenticeship. To be a disciple of Jesus is to be an apprentice of Jesus. And this is a lifestyle choice that Jesus asks people to enter into. In this series, we're simply asking ourselves whether we're willing to do that either again or perhaps for the first time. We're suggesting that there are three actions that we need to put into practice that help us order our lives around an apprenticeship to help us grow spiritually. We need to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, and to do what Jesus did. Ordering our lives around these three practices has the potential to both refresh and renew a deep spirituality that can dramatically allow the presence of God to bring healing and peace and contentment and joy to all the situations that we face on a daily basis. Today, I'm going to talk about the first practice, what it is to be with Jesus. Now, on the surface, that sounds to be relatively easy. And actually, it is if we put the right practices in place. But for some reason, clearly... We seem to find putting those practices into place not so easy. If we found it easy, I would suggest that our lives would look a little different than they often do. Different being that we would reflect Jesus more in our words and our attitudes and in our actions, the way that we live, even today. 
to flesh out what it looks like to be with Jesus, I'm firstly going to look at Jesus's life and see his practices. And then I'm going to ask us to look at our own lives and see how we can model what he practiced. One of the key character attributes that we see in the life of Jesus was that he was incredibly relational. While we might often think of Jesus preaching in front of crowds and up on mountains being a great orator, there are more times that we see him in more intimate settings. In our language, just hanging out, being hospitable. Let's look at one. Uh, let's look at John chapter 1, verse 35 to 39. The next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. We talked about that last week. Where are you staying? Come, Jesus replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him. That last sentence is really so surprising. They spent the day with him. They built relationships with Jesus. They spent time chatting, getting to know one another. Jesus, no doubt, trying to open up their hearts to all of who he was. And the disciples, no doubt, asking Jesus questions about who he was. Listening to the rabbi teacher reveal the kingdom of God to them. Small talk, deep talk, the language of deepening relationships. Further on in verses 43 to 46, we see this pattern repeating itself. It says this, The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Come and see, said Philip. Come and see was simply saying, come and hang out. Come and spend time with Jesus. Come and get to know him and you'll see. I love the example that we see in the Gospel of Luke chapter 19 verses 1 through 6. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector. He worked for the IRD. He was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. They hung out. This pattern of Jesus just hanging out with people and people hanging out with Jesus is a recurring event in the three years of Jesus's public ministry. Time and time again, Jesus participates in what we might call biblical hospitality that results in the, the deepening of relationship. And people are changed as a result of being in the presence of Jesus. If you had time, you could dig into your Bibles and look at these examples in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 8, verse 14, or chapter 9, verse 28, or chapter 13, verse 36, or the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, verse 29, chapter 5, verse 40, chapter 7, verse 17, and verse 24, chapter 9, verse 28, or the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7, verse 36, chapter 8, verse 51, 
So many examples that we could summarize the relational practices of Jesus just being normal in relationships. So to be an apprentice to Jesus was to be around him. And like any relationship, one of the love languages that we need to employ to grow spiritually is that of time. Jesus modeled it so overtly in his interactions with those he came across. Of course, we know it's not just as easy as sitting down with Jesus physically because, well, physically he's not here. But John chapter 14, verse 15 to 20 tells apprentices of Jesus how this works out today. He said to his first apprentices, If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. When Jesus talks about another advocate, that that translates into Jesus saying, another like me, or, or, or another one of me. The Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, is Jesus with us. And so today, we hang out with Jesus through the Holy Spirit, who the Father has sent at the request of the Son to be with us. God in three persons. Blessed Trinity, some of you are singing. We can therefore say that the first step in resetting our relationship with Jesus as an apprentice of Jesus is to be aware of the Holy Spirit with us. Because, as Jesus says a few verses later, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you by Peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. I mean, who doesn't want the kind of peace that Jesus talks about? The peace that passes human understanding. The peace that calms the storms of life. The peace that heals our brokenness. the, The peace that soothes our grief. The peace that carries us through our uncertainties. The peace that helps us realize that knowing our identity carries infinitely more significance than recording our worldly success. The peace that tells us that for apprentices of Jesus, everything is going to be okay in the end. And that if it's not okay, it's not the end. Who doesn't want all of what Jesus said is ours to claim when we apprentice ourselves to following and hanging out with him? Discovering these things is what is available to those of us who invite Jesus into our lives, which happens through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, spirit spirit-filled apprentices of Jesus. After saying all of this, In the very next chapter, John chapter 15, Jesus urges his apprentices to remain connected, to put into practice all that he has been telling them. We can hear Jesus' urgency in what he says. Verse 4, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can be a fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, 
thrown into the fire and burned. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples, my apprentices. So what does it look like practically to remain with Jesus, to abide with Jesus, to stay with Jesus, to hang out with Jesus? We could perhaps summarize the answer to that question by saying that hanging out with Jesus means learning to always be in two places at once. It means to be at work and to be aware of Jesus with us. It means to be on the sports field and to be aware of Jesus with us. It means to be aware of Jesus when we're in the middle of conflict. It means to be aware of Jesus when we're thinking about our hopes and our dreams for our lives. It means to know that Jesus is with us in our joys and our sorrows. It means to know that Jesus is for us in our disappointments. It means to know that Jesus comforts us in our tragedies. It means to know that Jesus leads us when we're not sure of the direction. It means to know that Jesus cares for us when we don't think anyone else cares. It means to know that when we feel lonely, we know that Jesus is with us. It means to know that when we feel unloved, we know that Jesus loves us. It means to apprentice ourselves to following what Jesus has said in his word and to continually continually allow the Holy Spirit to remind us of the things we, we practice putting into our lives through the rhythms and patterns that convince us that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Great passage out of Romans 8.38. 17th century mystic Brother Lawrence wrote this quote in one of his letters that is contained in a compilation of his letters called Practicing the Presence of of God, which was his life goal. He writes this, The time of business does not differ with me from the time of prayer. And in the noise and clatter of my kitchen, while several persons are at the same time calling for different things, I possess God in as great tranquility as if I were on my knees. <laughs> what a powerful quote. The pastor and author, William Paul Sell wrote in his book, Longing for God, he said this, It is unlikely that we will deepen our relationship with God in a casual or haphazard manner. There will be a need for some intentional commitment and some reorganization in our lives. But there is nothing that will enrich our lives more than a deeper and clearer perception of God's presence and the routine of daily living. I love both those quotes. I love that Brother Lawrence talks about practicing the presence of God. And I love that William Paul Sell talks about the routines of daily living. Now, I put that into an equation. My dad was a maths teacher, so I think in maths. Practice plus routine equals intentionality. Or maybe we want to expand that out a little bit. Intention and intentionality plus practice plus routine equals habits. And habits are easier to understand than what we might traditionally call spiritual disciplines or spiritual practices. If we look at the life of Jesus as being our model to be followed, we see that he incorporated a lot of habits into his life 
that meant he remained well connected to his father. We see Jesus taking time to be silent, to enter periods of solitude where he could hear from his father. We see Jesus praying, reading the word, fasting, adopting simplicity, worshipping, resting, and serving others. We also see in the scriptures what the fruit of putting habits like this into our lives looks like when we learn to incorporate Jesus into every part of our lives. You will know the letter to Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 26. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Some good words for our times. So let's be honest and ask ourselves the question, how's that fruit working out for you? How's it working out for me? Following Jesus in the new normal may require us to make a few little changes in the way that we be with Jesus, the way that we hang out with Jesus. During this series, we're offering you a a bunch of tools to help you learn to be with Jesus more, perhaps in new ways, if you're willing. Last week, I talked about the rule of life builder that you can complete online. The link is on the screen right now. We always offer smaller groups that you can engage with. We suggest reading plans on the YouVersion Bible app. We're offering more interactive discussions online. And today, we're suggesting one book that you could read over the course of the next few months. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of the Modern World. You can Google it and find it online, or you can go to the link that's on the screen, and we can supply it to you as well. Here at Windsor Park, we don't want to force anything on you when it comes to developing habits that will help you be with Jesus, that will deepen your faith journey and transform your life. We believe in them, but it must be your choice. It must be my choice to want to engage with resetting our faith in these times. Being with Jesus is the first step of that reset. And as an apprentice of Jesus in the new normal, and to be with Jesus means adopting the lifestyle of Jesus in our times through all the aspects of the way that we live. I pray that you might embrace being with Jesus today. I pray that you might embrace being with Jesus tomorrow and next week. And as we intentionally put rhythms and practices in place, we form habits. We grow deep. Our roots go down deep. And the fruit of our lives will bring glory. By the Spirit, to the Son, to the Father. Let's pray. Father, we we thank you for all that you've done for us. We thank you for sending your son, Jesus, and we thank you for sending your spirit into our world for us today. You are with us, even when we don't recognize your presence. I pray for many of us as we think about resetting, maybe going back to some foundation stones, going back to the basics of what it is to be in your presence, that By your spirit today, you will lead our hearts and our minds. That we will hear you speaking to us through our conscience, through our ideas, 
through our hopes and dreams for this week and for our lives. And that we will have the intentionality to to put in place habits of connecting our hearts and our minds to you. We thank you for Jesus as our model, super relational that he was. And you're super relational with us. And we don't do this by ourselves. We thank you for the joy of community, even through technology, how we've been able to do that in the last couple of years. This is meant to be something that we do with each other. But you are in the center of our relationships. So help us to know what our next step is. Help us to find resource or people or help us to have the courage to put up our hand and say that we need some help. Because you've gifted us differently and we thank you for the wide diversity of who we are, both in our church at Windsor Park, scattered and throughout our nation and some overseas today. We are better when we connect with each other. And you are the point that connects us through your global church. So we reset our hearts today and we increase our desire to spend time with Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Might we grow, might we be changed, not for our purposes, but for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining our audio teaching today. If there are ways that we can continue to support you or help you in your journey, please reach out to us. Head to our website, windsorpark.org.nz, and you'll find various ways to contact us. God bless.